Hello, welcome to Thirsty Podcast. Bull men, bull opinions, bull hair. I am Joshua. And I am Logan. And guess what? This week we've got a lot to talk about. Yes. Sit down, buckle up, keep your hands and feet inside the ride because you're about to be dazzled by the comedic styles of two real pros. Some uh, real geniuses here. And first up, we got Mayweather and McGregor. The fight of the century, perhaps. The boxing match of the decade. At least. Um, We're talking Floyd Mayweather, the undefeated champion of boxing and only boxing. 49-0. Not so much the champion of literacy or, mm-hmm. you know, Harry Potter knowledge, but... Or paying the IRS. <laughs> um, and in the other corner, we've got Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. The Irish fighting machine. The champion of the UFC. The only UFC person to hold a title in two different weight classes. At the same time. At the same time. He's a beast. He's a real beast. But he's an up-and-comer. He's young and strapping. He's a little bigger than Mayweather is. And everybody's talking about this. The press conference was huge. A whole bunch of shit-talking. So much shit-talking. It was really entertaining, actually. It Conor was. McGregor got up first. And he is looking really fresh. He's got oh, yeah. like a tailored suit with like pinstripes and a pocket square and like a tie clip. He looks really sharp and he gets up yes. there, he has like an articulate speech and he's already, you know, Irish and European so everything he says sounds People go more. crazy for him. He's definitely the crowd favorite, the fan yeah, favorite. Yeah, everybody, everybody in the crowd was cheering and carrying on and uh, Mayweather gets up afterwards to like, you know, answer to, yeah. you know, everything that Connor said. Give his speech. To give his speech. And the crowd is, like, booing him. Like, <laughs> the majority of the crowd is, like, against him. And he's inarticulate. He really doesn't have a point or a speech. It didn't seem like he rehearsed anything or really had anything to say. He was just like, well, you know, I'm undefeated. And uh, so you can, you know, look at how big my bank account <laughs> is. And, you know, uh, that's about it. Conor McGregor um, definitely won the press conference. In, my, in my opinion, you name um, it. Yeah. But I, I do have to give Floyd props because he performed better than I thought he would. I thought he would be even worse. I thought he'd be more bumbling. Like when he came back and was like, no, I'm going to tax you. I was like, oh, you know, he held his own a little bit. He did all right. I was, Which is good. You don't want just like a steamroll. You want the back and forth and stuff. So I was happy to see how this press conference goes. They got three more. This is part of a four-city tour. I can't. I think these press conferences are going to be more like Exciting in the fight, maybe, you know? I mean, they're doing a really great job getting everybody hyped up for the event uh, that's going to be August 26th. Yes. The boxing match. In our lifetime, you know, besides maybe Evander Holyfield getting his ear bitten off. Yeah. But that wasn't hyped up. You no, know, this is, is, is going to make so much money. It's going to yeah. be insane. Um, eighty-nine dollars, ninety-nine dollars, like right around there, depending on where you live. That's the title cost. Card around the world. It's a hundred bucks. It's just like it's not like it's on TV. It's not like the Super Bowl, right? Where it's just like you have to buy it, and everybody's gonna be spending tons of money on yeah, it. This, this is crazy. Like a, this is like a rich man's uh, special occasion. But it's not like this is appealing to like everybody, like not just the rich are gonna be watching. Right, like, people know, are gonna be scrounging together yeah, quarters to see this. Yeah, every bar is gonna be filled. Oh, to the yes. No, this is a good night for bars, definitely. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I loved about how Conor McGregor was dressed when you observed it a little closer, the pinstripes on his pinstripe suit said "fuck you." Over just and like, over just in a over tiny line, over. like a little typewriter printed them out. Yes, and so and, and 
after the press conference, he was getting interviews from different you yeah. know, news uh, sources and websites and that sort of thing. And the guy was like, yep, I'm coming out with my own line of suits. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not just suits, it's like clothes and other stuff too. It's like, I'm interested in fashion. He's, he's getting into that. He's trying to become a mogul, you know? He's not trying to be a businessman. He's trying to be a business man. Um, no, that was pretty pretty awesome. It's going to be interesting to really see how the fight shakes out. I want to see the other three press conferences. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's always interesting like what they're saying to yeah. each other. and Well, when they're talking shit and they're getting up in each other's faces oh, for like so the pose good. or the yeah. picture or whatever. And Dana White has to like, you know, spread oh, apart. I oh, love God. how much Dana White's involved. Is he... He's got his schlubby, like, you know, moisture-wicking yeah. blue polo on. He's like, dude, you're like one of the richest men in sports today. Like, You don't need to be there? Suit. Well, and the thing is, he doesn't need to be there. Uh, well, he, he kind of needs right. to be there, but he doesn't need to be the one, like, pulling him away. Right. He but wants, he loves this. He, he loves the spotlight. He, he loves, spotlight. he loves to, like, yeah, get in there and mix it up. Pop, he loves pop, being pop, one of the guys. Yeah. He, like, made this league, so, like, it was just a dream of him to fight USC. He was never good enough. But, like, he just wants to hang out with those guys. Yeah, he's, like, the guy who can't really play guitar, so he ends up, like, being a manager. Yeah. Or like being, like, Playing, a like, the tambourine in yeah, the background. He's, like, he's a music lawyer now. Yeah. And, like, writes copyright. I don't know. Exactly. I just don't want to be in the world. I can't blame him for that. No, but it's exciting that's his new, his own line, Conor McGregor's own line and everything, and I yeah. just look forward We're to obviously it. rooting for Conor McGregor. We think he's going to pull it off. Yeah, because... If Floyd Mayweather wins, it's just like, oh, okay, Floyd Mayweather won. If Conor McGregor wins, it's just like, making this history. Yeah, making history. This guy might be the greatest fighter, like, blah, 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 ever, blah, 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 this, that. I agree. And it's really insane. Well, here's to you, Conor. Good luck. Go, Conor. Uh, next up, oh. a, little, a little more trouble, a guy who's been suffering for the past few years here Our and there. Our boy, Shia LaBeouf, is all over the news this <sighs> week. Oh, goodness. So the first part of the week, he end, he starts looking like a hero, right? First part of the week, he's you know doing like anti-Trump protests where he's talking <laughs> about like unity and like not being divided by yes. uh, you know all these issues and letting the government control our biases and our prejudices, whatever, whatever. And this Nazi motherfucker like gets up in his grill and starts like quoting Hitler at him and shit. And saying, like, you know, he didn't kill enough Jews, yada, yada, yada. Oh and so gosh. Shia LaBeouf ends up fighting this kid. And, and he's, like, way smaller than Shia LaBeouf is. Oh, yeah. Shia but he's saying Jack. very inflammatory things yeah. to a Jewish individual. And so, yeah, he's going to fight him. Like, if some, you know, imagine you're a black guy and, like, a southern dude, like, walks up to you who's smaller than you and just starts being, like... Oh blah blah blah! I wish yeah. you were still slaves. Like well, blah, blah blah! I wish more slaves died. And you know, I was like, yeah, exactly. Oh That's terrible. It's like you're gonna get punched in the face if you're saying that sort of shit. Yeah. To somebody who's sensitive about that. Exactly. Perhaps. Do, no, do you shouldn't. Culture you shouldn't upbringing. like just disgrace somebody because of you know the color of their skin or their heritage. That's just not right. Not so right. we yes, get we we get forward in the weekend. He gets in some trouble. Uh, for some drunken disorderlies. And the cops and we just, we pushing just think, him in the car and, and we just to get him arrested. That's all we know. That's all we know. It's like, oh, he was drunk. Classic Shia mm-hmm. LaBeouf. He's just had a few too many. Got a little rough. Yeah. But, you know, good for him having a nice time. It's like, oh, but, you know, it's too bad that he got, you know, arrested or whatever. And everybody was kind of like, oh, you know, Shia being Shia 
But yeah, so the first part of the week during this protest, he was arrested for assault, yada yada yada, and everybody's like, "Oh, free shy, oh, yeah. we have all this understanding for what he's going through and yada yada racial uh, sensitivity." You know, no, but he got arrested for just like being drunk. That's like, what and so at the end of the week, he gets the video drops. The, the video drops of his drunken disorderly. Yeah, and, and why? And like when he was being arrested, he was just yelling at the cop, saying he was going to go to hell because he was black. Very racist and especially inflammatory remarks. Especially you. It yeah. Like, what are you because, Especially about? you because you're black. Whoa, Shaka. Shaka. You were just defending like Everybody against was... Hitler. That sounds like Hitler. <laughs> no, you, uh, you you think about uh, the beef between him and Soldier Boy. And, yeah. you know, he, he, he wrote that like uh, diss rap about yeah. Soldier Boy, how he was, you know, lame mm-hmm. and you know, not, not a real artist or whatever. And so Soulja Boy puts out this video, and he's like, you, he's like, he's like, we're at war now, bitch. Like, you're never coming to Georgia. You're never coming to Atlanta. I'm going to shoot your ass up. When he's wearing every piece of jewelry he owns. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun little beef. And so uh, at the beginning of the week when everybody's like, oh, Shia gets arrested for punching Nazi, everybody, like, you know, comes to his rescue. And Soldier Boy himself tweeted out, Hashtag free shy. It's like, get shy out of jail. He doesn't deserve to be in jail for that shit. And it's like, soldier boy, soldier boy. You got to pick one side of the fence and stay on it. I want to see yeah. you walk Crazy. across the edge like a cat. <laughs> but now he took that down, obviously, because mm-hmm. of like, what came out about like what Shia was saying. Mm-hmm. But just crazy couple of weeks, Shia taking on Nazi guy. A few days later, getting arrested. A few days later, bad videos coming out about him. He's, he's kind of on a roller coaster right now. He's he stays on the roller coaster. You know yeah, what I'm saying it's like they keep they keep going. Okay, ride's over, and he's like, nah, nah, one more time. Rehab is definitely next for him now, though. Oh, he has God. to do it because of this I because of this scandal and what he said when he was drunk. He he's got to like make some steps because a big part of it was like I've struggled with addiction is what he was saying. Like, yeah. you know, so he's definitely going to rehab here pretty soon. Yeah, he's already tried, uh, you know, doing new projects, getting a new girlfriend. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, what Taking else? things in moderation, I'm what sure. What else is left for you, man? Yeah, trying to funnel all of his energy into like art projects. Yeah. And Only drinking on the weekends, never drinking before five. You know, just sticking straight to weed. He's tried it all, guys. The I've, rules that I've you been have to lay down for yourself. The boundaries. <laughs> the discipline. Yeah, not following it, not working out. It's a rough one. But uh, we'll definitely have to see how it goes. Um, Poor Shia, we're definitely rooting for you. Yes. We have love and understanding for you, no matter how drunk and disordered. And it kind of reminds us of, you know, the, uh, what's new movies coming out? Fucking Transformer movies. Yeah. So this is like on the eve of the last and final Transformer movie. And it's interesting because it's kind of a... If you've ever seen the Justice Leagues where Superman gets, uh, like, his mind possessed and, like, becomes evil Superman, yeah. you're just like, oh my god, he's, like, the most powerful, superest man, what are we gonna do now that he's evil and using all that power for destruction? The exact same thing's happening in the plot of this, uh, final Transformer movie starring Mark Wahlberg, or... Yeah, Charlotte, no longer in those, never forget... They've kind of gone downhill. I haven't seen all of them recently, but it'll be interesting to see. And it's right next to the Conor McGregor fight. I think it's not going to have a good weekend because everybody's going to be focusing on that fight. Yeah. Like that Saturday, like, you know, it opens up and there's that big Saturday. I don't, 
I don't. I think people would rather stay home and watch the McGregor fight than go out and see the new Transformers. But people are trying to, you know, poke holes and conspiracy theorize about. Well, Shia LaBeouf is just like drumming up nonsense, trying to get in the headlines because he knows that the new Transformers movie is coming out. And it's like, dude, he has no what? affiliation yeah. with those anymore. That's like the dumbest. If you're saying that, the only way that would go make fucking sense, kill yourself. The only way that would make sense make the world is better. Shia maybe has like some percentage in like the Transformers franchise as a whole. Maybe they made some sort of Jack Nicholson deal with him where he gets money on, you know, Transformers t shirts and Transformers merchandise, like some minuscule percent, like point zero two percent of all Transformer merchandise. Yeah. If that's the case, then I'd be drumming up uh, uh, shit close to Transformers box office debut as well. That's True. a good that's a calculated business move. I'm not sure I'd be like Saying racist remarks. Cause hey, I'd say whatever it took to get me on the news, man. <laughs> I mean, you can go out there and do that today. Yeah, what's my bail like? Twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, right. For a drunken disorderly. What's I'm it gonna, gonna cost me if I'm gonna make like a hundred? Yeah, I'm gonna make hundred and twenty bucks from uh, this box office debut. Exactly. What's it gonna cost me? Multi-million dollar jobs down the road? I don't think so. No. People forget really quick. They, they do. People are gonna forget. Like this won't be a big deal. Remember all the shit that Rob Lowe did? Remember all the shit? People sh- are booking Rob Lowe like nuts for commercials, for TV shows. People for- love for Johnny TV. Depp. <laughs> really? I mean, it's a little too soon to... to... I mean, he was just in that Pirates movie. Everybody's yeah. loving it. Well, as long as he is a pirate, we can forgive him for anything. His scoundrelly behavior. He was just in character when he was that. beating her up. Oh, He's man. a method actor. He was, he was on meth. That's making, what it means. Method actor. He's on meth when he acts. It's just... People don't he was understand him and how terrible of a fucking person he is. He was Fuck ma- you, Jack Sparrow. He was making Black Matter and he was getting a little too into his Irish thug character. <laughs> Fuck you, Johnny Depp. I agree. Um, Alright, think about uh, Optimus Prime turning evil and how much destruction he could befall to the planet that way. I want to rank the top three... Best robots. Movie robots. Uh, in film. Optimus Prime. I'm saying he's number one. He's the biggest. He's the baddest. Yeah. He's the most dangerous. Sold a lot of action figures. And he sold a lot of action figures. A lot of voice-altering plastic helmets as well. Um, I think the next choice could also, depending on who you are, make an argument for number one. Because it's just been huge. True. Um, the Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Terminator is iconic, yeah. to say the least, as far mm-hmm. as robots go. He may be like the... If this is like the family feud list of... He might be the number one. Yeah, who's who's the most dangerous robot? Yeah. I don't think Optimus Prime would be number one on the family feud list. I think Terminator would be. Well, Optimus Prime is generally a friend of humans, so... True. But in this last movie, yeah. he becomes a threat. But I mean, you know, when right. you think of Superman, you think of him as helping... But we're not, talking most, we're not talking most dangerous. We're talking best overall Just most robot. popular, just like... Solid fucking Iconic, good robots. Well known, beloved. I think that's. I think the next one on the list. It, we've only got one choice. It's got to be R two D two, the faithful old trusty. Goes along with Luke on all his crazy wild missions. Yeah, visits Yoda in all six episodes, and he's Love practically it. a dildo with wheels. It's yeah. like what kind of? That, that's such a. No, he's just a. He's just like a little cock top. Yeah. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> Just a skinny little cock top. <laughs> no, but really, he, uh, classic, 
Uh, there's really not much else you can say about him. He doesn't talk, but... Which really makes him interesting for this one. See, if you watch the original Star Wars movies, uh, you know, with Mark Hamill and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Han Solo, it seems to me that the C-3PO-R2-D2 relationship is sort of... C-3PO is the main robot, and R2-D2 is, like, sort of kind of his sidekick. But every once in a while, the sidekick gets to, like, outshine the real hero, and isn't that funny because the hero gets all flustered. But when you go back to the prequels, it's like C-3PO doesn't matter at all. Like, nobody gives a shit about C-3PO. C-3PO is like, being built by some kid in, like, a (laughs) fucking locker. Hey! But R2-D2 is the smartest, most powerful kid to ever live, so... But you also, but R two D two's been like a badass all. Yeah. Time. No, I think of R two D two as a sidekick. Like, I think of R two D two as like the main guy. He's like, he's like the big Japanese baseball player playing for like the major leagues, playing for the Yankees. And then C three PO is just his translator. <laughs> he's just around to make sure people know. Although Luke, when him and Luke, when R two D two and Luke are just off in Dagobah, Luke seems to understand what he's saying when he's just. Hey, don't touch that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I know what you mean by that. Don't say that out loud. It's like Han and uh, Chewie. It's like, how do you eat Yeah, it's like, you know. he it. No. <laughs> Wookiees is a real language that you can learn on Rosetta Stone. <laughs> that means suck my thumb, young boy. Um, no, that's okay. I got weird. Never mind. Anyways, moving on. Oh, my God. A world record has been set. Yes. YouTube is all a buzz. Wiz Khalifa's See You Again video. Who are huge fans of Wiz, obviously. Big Wiz Khalifa fans, big Snoop Dogg fans. You guys are the best. So Wiz's See You Again video has surpassed Gangnam Style as the number one most viewed video of all time on YouTube. That's just really insane. Impressive. I can't believe it. 2.8 billion views. Like, no offense to Wiz... But he just doesn't seem like the biggest name in the game to get that. It's not like Drake, you know? Right. It's not. And it's also like Gangnam Style. Bieber. Was number one and now it's number two. Bieber's number three. I feel like. I feel like. So you think that Gangnam Style, better than any Beyonce video ever made? No. Any Taylor Swift video ever made? It just. But it's saying it has more views, it has more people excited about it. I feel like Gangnam Style is just more of. An initial hit, like it got a whole bunch of views in a very short amount of time, and this has kind of been building a little bit. You know, it took true, two years to get to this true. point. We're like, Gang and Style was out for a month, and all of a sudden it set a record. You know? Yeah, exactly. But it's it's the uh, you know it's really his only hit, his only video. To say that "See You Again" is even Wiz Khalifa's biggest song, I oh no, I no, even, no. I, I feel like Black and Yellow's had more radio time than "See We Them Boys." Yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah. Work hard is also a big Work hard. Play hard. That's huge. It's As far as YouTube is concerned, this is the greatest video that's ever happened. Yeah. Ever of all time. Exactly. They're just raking in money from people viewing this and seeing these commercials. But literally, this is this is bigger than any, you know, any video ever. A music video is the biggest video ever, ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a TV show. It's not a movie. It's not a clip. It's not an interview. It's not, Charlie it's a, bit my finger. It's a music video. Yeah. I, I, like, what does that say about music? What does that say about our culture? Like, it seems... No, not only the biggest ones, the top three, man. It seems Gangnam Style and Bieber. Yeah, seriously. It's all music. It's music. all music videos. That's why the music industry is just full of rich people getting richer. 
Because people love music. People love movies. That's why... People love all the shit that we talk about specifically on this show. You're welcome. We're keeping you up to date. That's why as sad as Tidal is, and is like, how is it making money when it competes with Spotify and, you know, Apple Music? Yeah. But it still is making money. That's why it hasn't... So, I don't know. Music is crazy. People are raking in money. Good for Wiz. Wiz is going to be... I can't wait to see Wiz... Wiz crack that, uh... That that $100 million. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, 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 he's like getting 50, 60, mm-hmm. 70. You know, it's probably only five, 10 years away. Breaking in that dough. Well, I, the way he folds it over and the, the, the expansion that he's doing. His money not works only for him. Game, but, you know. Uh, Investments, everything, businesses, yeah, he's merch. Got, he's got the app. He's selling actual fucking weed now. Yeah. And now that it's recreational in Nevada, where his greenhouse is, I'm sure his sales are going to be a little bit higher. Yeah, and weed's only getting more and more legal, so he's gonna be making only more and more money. True. The bigger the he's weed game the, gets, the bigger he's in on yeah. the ground floor. He's ready as states keep building. He's ready to just keep stacking, 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 stacking. If you think about like how consumed tobacco is and how much money that industry is as a whole in this country, yeah, is literally only because it's legal. In the you know, and addictive. <laughs> well, and addictive. That's true. Yeah, don't don't uh, don't gloss that over. Fucking sugar too. Anything, any product that has like sugar as a main ingredient, in it, no. it's like, dude, you're you're just like cigarettes. Yeah, you're only no, no. you're selling to customers that have no choice but to buy your shit yeah. because they're addicted to it. People who just like drink shit tons of soda. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I need, I need those forty nine yeah. grams. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. No, but speaking of music and music video and the you know the significance that music has on our culture. I have the pleasure of seeing Queen live with Adam Lambert in a big stadium, and it was like yes. exactly how I envision it. It's exactly how uh, uh, I really always wanted to see Queen, and I was like, "Oh shit, their you know lead singer died in the '90s. That's a big bummer. I'll never see them live." And then they started touring with Adam Lambert, and I was like, oh, well, that's really cool how they're touring like the big cities, but they'll really never come anywhere near Omaha or anywhere where I can see them. And lo and behold, they come. Omaha gets people. Omaha we got, gets music. We've got a decent stadium-style concert venue called the CenturyLink Center downtown, right next to the bar where I bartend. Yeah. And guess what? Queen... Came and I got tickets. I took my girl. We had a great time. It was very awesome. It was awe inspiring. They had laser shows. They had uh, stuff up on the projectors. They had like animated stuff that interacted with the stage and you know like a, 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 a hand. It was almost like holograms. They were doing like stuff on the videos that would like move us part of the stage up and the guitar solos, guys. Brian May hasn't lost a step since. 70, you know, 1977, four years ago, where their first album debuted, he's still shredding that guitar man. No, that's so impressive. Doing drum solos, too. And I was very impressed by Adam Lambert. Some people say he's no Freddie. They say... Well, he's no... no, I mean, obviously he's no Freddie, but I mean... No, yeah. No, nobody's Freddie. It's it's not like anybody can get up and do a Freddie impersonation. I don't want to see someone dressed up like him trying to do his voice. Yeah. I just love this music and I love these yeah. songs and it was cool that Adam Lambert was able to pull it off 
in a way that had struck such an even balance for me. You know what I'm saying? He's doing enough of the things that Freddie Mercury did to make the song yeah. special, but not so much. He's not trying to change himself. But he's not, yeah, he's not doing an impersonation. No, that's that's normally what's better. Unless just the right person falls in that sounds a lot like him. Right. Don't try to force it. I heard Boston a few years ago had somebody that really did sound a lot like the, the lead singer. Right. Which is pretty cool. And for some bands, I feel like it really pulls it off. But I well, some like bands, I feel like it matters more. Like, Boston just has so many times. I don't know. I feel like Boston and Freddie Mercury can be compared because they're both high-pitched singers, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. But the body of work is a little more limited as far as Boston's concerned. Queen put out, like, 20 albums. That's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was a really great concert. Maybe the best live show I've ever seen, ever. It was breathtaking. Good for Queen. They're still on tour now. If they're coming to your city, get tickets. I can't recommend it high yeah. enough. You know, you get down there, your car's broken, walk. If, if like that doesn't work, just take your bicycle. Bicycle. Um, yeah, just go get those tickets anyway. Uh, Absolutely. Strongly recommended for And as far and. Speaking of selling out stadiums coast to coast, yes, I want to talk about the stand-up scene right now. Jerry Seinfeld has a couple stand-up specials coming out yep. on Netflix soon. We just recently watched that TJ we talked about. On yeah, the TJ on HBO. Bill Burr, Pete Holmes. People Holmes. are getting stand-up specials. HBO's putting them out. Netflix is putting them out. Chris D'Elia. Chris watch that one. <laughs> Chris D'Elia is... Always just as crystally as he can be. Exactly. So, Logan and I were kind of talking about what regular type actors would you like to see? Right. If you can think of, like, an actor or a person who... Doesn't do stand-up. Maybe isn't known for their comedy. Yeah. Or isn't known... Like, Definitely be, has done be, no stand-up, but really isn't even known for Yeah, you'd be surprised to see them do stand-up, and you also assume right away that you'd probably like it. You'd be, yeah. You'd really be interested to see them. You'd be into it. So I'm trying to think of regular type actors, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe Oscar winners, people taken seriously for dramatic roles. I mean, the first one that came to my mind was Brad Pitt. I'm a big Brad Pitt guy. Good God. If Brad Pitt came out with, like, a 50-minute HBO stand-up special, do you think he can write? I feel like he would need He would need a couple co-writers. I feel like he's lived... He would need a couple of co-writers. He's lived enough life that he could get up and, I mean, say great stuff. Yeah. The thing is, he's just not willing to do the work like most stand-ups are, where he'd have to like go into like a comedy club and like work on it, tweak it, see like where the laughs are, you know? I mean, he can definitely memorize a model. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's tough. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. See, Samuel L. Jackson has the kind of like timing and delivery that would really lend itself towards stand-up comedy. When he's in like Pulp Fiction doing the whole Good Burgers, it sounds like it is stand-up. <laughs> good Burger. It's like Good Big Kahuna Burger, huh? Look at the Good big burger. brain on Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Samuel L. Jackson. Tasty burger. No, he has think, perfect think, inflection, too. You think about women who are funny? I would love to see a Kristen Bell stand-up special. Oh, yeah, she's super witty. I love her. She, yeah, You see her on interviews and like who she is in like real life? She's married yeah. to Dax Shepard, who's also pretty uh, known for his comedy. Yeah. I, I think an underrated person who's smart, you know, went to Harvard, all that, Natalie Portman. I actually think she could write and, like, put together a decent stand-up back with maybe a little help and stuff, but I think she could do it, too. I feel like I'd have to see, I, I want to see her on the dais of a roast and just get to, like, roast somebody real quick. And if she could, like, write her own jokes for that and really pull it off, yeah. 
then like she earns herself like an hour long special. I just feel I like mean roast 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 are good. Roast are good about like stand up, but like I like people. I've watched a lot of interview interviews where they're talking about like the people who like. The roast they give, that's like only like 20%, 40% written by them, you know? Oh, you're just talking about like Martha Stewart and people who just have to like buy all their own jokes. I don't know, even Nick Kroll gets around with people and like kicks jokes back with Doug Benson and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It's like they, they get around with other comics and they just kind of like come up with some great shit because they don't have... I don't know, to me Natalie Portman just seems like a Tom Cruise or like a Leo DiCaprio who just like takes herself really seriously and is like a serious actor. I don't think she does though. I think she kind of takes herself in a lighter manner than those type of guys. I just can't, I just can't think of like a funny thing she's been in. I'll have to get back to you on that. How do you think about the rap that she did with Adam? I mean, obviously that. I mean, SNL, SNL's different though because you're working with an entire cast. But that was, like, purely her, like, acting and saying all that shit. So she's really willing to do that role. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, movies, I'm trying to think. It's like she's not funny in Star Wars at all. She's not. Oh, she's so serious in Star Wars. She's not funny in Black Swan. Super sexy. <laughs> yeah. Black Swan is, like, the opposite of comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's like a boner shrinker terror fest. Boner shrinker? That's when she, like, makes out with, um... What's her name? Right? Mila Kunis. Yeah, for a hot second right before she, like... Breaks her ankles and like rips her toenails out and oh. cries in front of her mom. I don't know. Damn, that movie is deep and layered. In I've really only seen, I've only seen did, one scene from the movie. Did you just YouTube the sex scene in that movie? Goddamn. No, it's not on YouTube. I had to go somewhere else for it. No, you think, um. you think about Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis like standing next to each other? They're just like a before and after of like a tanning salon. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's like you're the same right? height. You're the same height and weight. You're both built. Like, like yeah, but you are just pale as all can get out, and you're like some kind of I don't know, some kind of Greek goddess. <laughs> you're or like Polynesian, maybe. Yeah. Um, I really can't <laughs> tell what the hell you are. You're like half Spanish, <laughs> half this, half and half like that. Turkish. Wait. So she's 150% something? Um, I want to see Robert Downey Jr. get up and do some stand-up comedy. Just uh, his life with you know, drug addiction in the fucking 80s and being a junior, I'm sure he's got a lot of great dad jokes. No, definitely. I definitely see that being... And he can, do, he can do faces, he can do impersonations, he can do a British accent, everybody knows. He also have some weird stories about he's, like his... He'd have great stories. Coke-filled days. And he'd have even weirder stories about, like, being an Avenger and, like, going to Tokyo to press conferences and shit. I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. could pull it off. He's the kind of charismatic attitude that I would love to see get a big hour-long special like that. Think about somebody younger, somebody more relevant. Hmm. Uh... Maybe not an actor, but I want to see Miley Cyrus do an hour-long special. I think she would be pretty good. I mean, obviously just she can act. Just stage a stool and a mic, and she would... Entertain? I want to see pre-sober Miley Cyrus too. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see her? You want to see her do her first half totally straight, and then just be like, "All right, real quick, sec, like run back, like chug a forty ounce beer, and then just like get really stoned and just like walk out on stage with a blunt." There we go. Whoa, big fatty! Um, Snoop Dogg rolled this for me. We're friends now. Know who I think would do terrible? <laughs> Justin Bieber. Yeah, give me your top three. Like the work. If you, you saw them do a special, you'd assume immediately. Oh, that and it I would be, watch. That it, I, would, that it would suck. I would watch the hell out of a Justin Bieber thing, but oh, I don't yeah. think it would be good. No, it would be. I good. would. It would be one of those things to hate watch. You know. Yeah. 
I want to see my my number one stand-up special to hate watch would be Donald Trump. Some people call it the State of the Union. <laughs> Maybe it's a most hated stand-up special. I could do Lena Dunham too. Oh God, I really don't know if I could listen to her voice ongoing oh, for a while. Gosh, Yamahama, Mamanga Grama. <laughs> Did you hear about the news with her and her dog? What that she ate her dog because she's so hungry. Um. So she, she got a dog, she adopted it, and now returned it four years later because she said it had, like, some type of trauma and was, like, abused. And, like, the shelter was, like, it had only belonged to one person. We have the records here. And if it's if anything's wrong with it, it's because you fucking abused <gasps> it. And you just don't want it, and you're trying to use this as an excuse. And she got, like, fucking aired out by this people. And it made her look so fucking bad. Oh, it no. made her look like such fucking shit. And I was so happy. I'm like, because oh, she thinks she's, like... She's a good actress. She's a good writer. I'll give her that. But she thinks she's like this other level, like symbol of like feminism, and she thinks she's like Angelina Jolie or something. Feminism available yeah. to all. She thinks she's like some fucking goddess, and I just it, yeah. I, get over yourself a little bit. And the fact that she gets like Fuck, caught in this like, lie, it's hilarious. I feel like an ironic special from her would be really well done, right? <laughs> it would have like her best writing. Yeah, I just would. But I, I you would literally I would, have to hear yeah. it come out of her. Mouth. No. It's like if she could get, you know, Jess or... Yeah, Mormon. exactly. Like, co-writer with one of them and have them fucking perform it. Oh, yeah. Her fucking bag of soap. Bag of soap. Bag of milk body. <laughs> bag of milk? Bag of... Sack of potatoes, bag of milk. Sack of... A sack of milk potatoes. <laughs> milk steak? Love milk steak? Um, yeah, real quick. No, somebody else just who... speaking of milk steak. Somebody oh, else yeah. who would just be terrible at doing stand-up comedy. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. I want Give it to me. I want to see Bill O'Reilly do, like, a hate rant on, like, what's wrong with America, but try to do it in maybe, like, a Louis Black kind of angry shout-style stand-up comedy. Because it would have to be, like, comedy and punchlines and stuff. It's not just, like, a speaking tour or a lecture or something. I'm talking about stand Yeah, yeah. He's, like, trying to, like, get the laughs. If I saw that was coming out, I would immediately assume it would suck. No. Oh. I don't even think I would hate watch that because I don't want to give him like any. It's like you with Woody Allen, like you don't even want to give oh, him like any views. Somebody else I would hate watch oh. is Jimmy Kimmel. If Jimmy, oh, if Jimmy, that's more likely. I, I think I would if laugh Jimmy a little Kimmel, bit at Jimmy. But I'm, I'm saying if he got on stage and tried to dazzle a crowd, he would have to like get Matt Damon to show up and like get. Oh, Snoop Dogg swings by to like talk about animals. He gets like five other people to quit, yeah. come by and read a tweet. And so everybody exits the stadium being like, oh shit, we got to see Matt Damon, yeah. Ben Affleck, and Snoop Dogg. How fun. And they just like gloss yeah. over the fact that Jimmy Kimmel has no talent and did nothing. It's like, oh yeah, Jimmy Kimmel was there in the beginning. And I, <laughs> I, I think was the end. Like, was, was, was he there? Was he the MCs? He yeah. was like introducing yeah, all exactly. these like, main acts that we're here to see. It's it like, it's like billed as a, a stand-up special, but it just becomes yeah. The Tonight Show. Oh or, God! Uh, is is whatever his show's called. Uh, can you think of any other like late night people? Like David Letterman would have a terrible stand-up special. He was never known for his monologues, anyways. No, he was always known for more of his interviews and like his back and forth. Jay Leno's done it. Um, Jay Leno's uh, what, actually really yeah. talented. What we loved. Uh, I would love Jay Leno. Craig Ferguson's. We I love oh, that one. Craig Ferguson. He was. Fire. I feel like I feel like he was not that great of an interviewer. Like not that great of a host. But his oh, I love his, but his stand-up is, is like next level. Craig Ferguson, there's a billion like different YouTube uh, videos dedicated to Craig Ferguson interviewing females. 
He's yeah. so flirtatious. He's and, always like, so, like, oh, you're looking like yeah. a, you know, pint of whiskey in that dress. I'm going to drink you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Craig. And he's a tall, he's, you know. He's kind of a tall, well-dressed, well-trained. Yeah. He has a snake uh, snake tattoo. Oh, well. And a little, turns out. He has a little snake uh, mug that was there for every single show, and it always oh, brought up. snake mug. Yeah, he would always, like, bring it up as... Uh, What's it called? Freudian, you know. It's like, I'm not trying to overcompensate for anything. Yeah, Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. A long tradition of comedy in the stand in the late night stand-up world. Yes. We salute you. Good for you guys. We love the hypotheticals. Yeah. If any of you guys need... If any of the people we mentioned need help writing their act, I feel like Logan and I could give you some good good pointers. I'll even help you, Lena a, Dunham. Sure. A nice young voice. <laughs> Ooh, working with Lena Dunham. I would totally do that. I mean, I don't really have You'd suck I it don't. up. I don't. You'd suck it up. you totally I probably would become friends with her. That's just the type of guy I am. You'd be you'd like... Like, I hate people at a distance, but once I get to know them... Well, you also understand, like, the hierarchy of authority. Maybe. So oh, If she yeah. hired you, you'd have to, like, act like she's your boss. Oh, yeah. It's not like you're unaware of, like, how the office exactly. environment is supposed to be. But it's conducted. like... Professionalism first. Exactly. 100%. Um... So now before we get to this last question, we just have to kind of bring up real quick that the Emmy nominations happened, blah, blah, blah. Emmys are so coming up. Valley nominations have been released. We're excited about some people nominated. We're also distressed who? by the yes. people who have been... Snubbed. Snubbed. Who got snubbed? Always sung in Philadelphia. Not yes. the first time. Not the second time. The twelfth time. The twelfth time in a row. How many seasons have that? Oh, yeah. Twelve. How many times have they been snubbed? Twelve. Well, I'm not saying all of them are snubbed. I'm not saying all those seasons probably deserve to be get Emmys. Definitely not the first season. But I'm saying it's one of my favorite shows ever, and the fact that it doesn't win awards means that people don't agree with me. What am I, some kind of no. crazy person? You're liking not. shows willy-nilly? Liking shows that the vast public love and rave about? I was oh, asking, I had some friends in town the other day. They sell a lot of DVDs. And I was asking them, like, what TV they watch. And out of three of them, one was, like, listed off, like, every single show. And I was like, yeah, you and me are close. And then the other <laughs> two literally were like, oh, we don't really watch TV that much. Pretty much the only show we watch is It's Always Sunny. Nice. That's, yeah, I was like, hey, I get behind that. Those are the kind of people who reach out to those who are unreachable. Yes. It just appeals to all, all ages, all levels. Like, It's the kind of chaotic, absurdist comedy that... We really need in dire times. Like yes, that, you know? exactly. It's the perfect kind of distraction. It's the perfect kind of group. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to you know side adventures with two people pairing off, and oh. it can be like different pairs each time. Exactly. It's enough characters to keep it loose, but a tight enough amount of characters yeah. that you know everybody. Exactly. Is. You know, it's like the, the inside Seinfeld. It's the modern friends. It's a. It's a great. Definitely the modern show. <laughs> friends have more of like yeah. a story arc. Yeah, but everybody stays single and it, it just keeps like cycling and cycling, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Monica and what's his name get married. Yeah, Jamie. right at the end. No, it's like the seventh out of ten season. Sixth season? Way at the end. They had to draw it out for a <laughs> Um, just no. like New Girl, they're not just gonna like make Nick and Jess end up together. No, definitely. But Schmidt and Cece are together already. I know, I and mean, that that's the Monica. That's the Chandler. This is the fourth or fifth season. They're definitely not gonna go as long as Friends, though. No, no. Shows just don't go as long nowadays because there's just so much other stuff they can do. Right. Um, no. So our deep question based off this. Yeah, we've got the next segment called Deep Questions, where we ask not only scary, real, uh, hypothetical questions, but they're pretty deep. We answer them too. We don't just ask them. We answer them. We come to our own conclusions. 
get you a little peek into the window of our souls. So the first one, obviously, based off this Patty's, this uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia theme. It's about bar ownership. What's the specific question? If you owned a bar, if you were the bar the, owner, the, the frank owner. of the situation. Yes. The guy with the money, the guy making things happen. You're making decisions. What kind of the bar is it going to be? What city do you want this bar to be? Yes. Is it uh, you know a bar and grill where you've got a kitchen and you're serving wings and burgers and shit, or are you just an alcohol-based establishment? Give me your first reaction. What do you think? Um, I think I mean ideally, you do everything. You have oh well no I just want apps. I want like wings, fries, like those two things. You can get wings, fries, and just like alcohol. So you're just gonna have like a closet with a deep fat fryer and like nothing else. Yeah, like not. It's not like too hard because I mean having all that is expensive. I mean, obviously, if I just like want to like I want to bar on the Vegas Strip with like the most sexy people in it and like this and that. I mean, we could wish for whatever, but most realistic, I would try to have some type of food. I love the places that even if they don't have food, they have like the popcorn machine. Right. You know, it makes you thirsty. Something gets yeah. people to drink. A yeah, little something to snack on. That's exactly right. I love the idea of a popcorn machine. Yeah. Subtle, classy. It's nice. Accommodating. Yeah, you don't have to serve it. People can go get their own. Makes you gracious host. Exactly. Plus, it makes them thirsty. They drink more. Love it. I feel like I feel like I want to have like a really uh, (coughs) like a German style drinking hall, like big long tables and like mounted antlers and stuff on. Oh, definitely like the German thing. Big like. Uh, Glass steins. Yes, steins. Yeah, everything on tap. You can't buy anything in a can or a bottle. It's like, (laughs) you're getting what's on tap. Yeah. It's on tap or it's nothing. Just like a beer hall. Nothing else but beer? Yeah, I'm into it. Beer hall. German beer hall. I mean, you'd probably have really good prices. Yeah. Because, like, that's your specialty. Well, and it's the... uh, The overhead is so limited. Yeah, it's like I'm just buying cakes, man. I'm yeah, exactly. Pouring, I'm just pouring people, and I have to wash these. And then you know, you here. throw your big event every September for Oktoberfest. Yeah, Oktoberfest, we get the beer girls, you get, you get the, the brats. That's when you the... get people with like, you know, you go all out, but that's where you really make some big money. So it doesn't right. matter. So what, once a year, we have like our Christmas or whatever, you yeah. know, our big season, and then the rest of the year we just like kind of coast out. Yeah, and we have loyal customers, people who do return, but we're kind of doing our own thing, and you know, not caring what kind of enemies we make. I want some pool in mine. Oh yeah, you gotta have activities. Are you doing pool? Are you doing pinball games? Are you doing darts? I just pool and darts. Pool table is important. I definitely gotta have a pool table. Pool and darts, just like those two things. Classic, and they're good. I mean, if you can fit a foosball table, I would love that. Obviously, because. I'm a foosball fiend. I mean, sure, you want to do... I want to do everything, but I mean, you have to pick. You want to do shuffleboard, you want to do horseshoes, you want to do javelin throws. I don't know, man, but you... You want the distance in it, yeah. You've only got room for so much. So... Maybe you could get, like, a punch machine. Maybe you could get, like, a a fastball thing, like the net that tells you how fast you throw a ball. No, a punch machine. A punch machine. A punch machine is good for just, like, like six dudes just rolled up in that fraternity... And they're all just oh, some like, guys at a bachelor party. Yeah, they're just gonna throw like fucking twenty five dollars in the sand, yeah. just like wailing on it, like acting like the numbers are Plus any, anything accurate of actual human endeavor. It's got that niche quality to it. It's like you can go to so many different bars and get pool and darts, but if you have pool darts and a punching machine, I think that might be the trifecta. I think that might be like perfect. Don't forget about the killer patio. Oh yeah, a patio where you can go out and have a smoke. Yeah, and drink. 
You can you can you can take a puff and then wash it down with a beer. On the on a nice day, a patio is as important as anything. Oh else. yeah. Or I mean, if you don't have a patio, rooftop. <laughs> rooftop, baby. I mean, rooftop patio. I mean, it is. Yeah, come on, it's still a patio. It's still a patio. In the technical sense of the word. Just you know, some enclosed outside area where you can still drink your. Well, I know that uh, all of our listeners are listening to this wishing that we did have these bars in real life because they sound pretty great. Guess what? We also wish that these yeah. were, you know, uh, dreams that we could realize. If any entrepreneurs out there want to step in and kind of go partners with us. Yeah, let us be the creative Squeezies. mind behind things. Yeah. You know, you, you we can run it. Yet. Oh, dude, Logan and I are running the bar. We get comedy nights. We know. Absolutely. We'd, we'd have, you know. We'd have open mics. We'd have musical guests. We'd yeah. have, you know, the hottest deals in town. We'd get all the, you know... Popular cool people in the yeah. door. You get you get the hot people, and then the rest will follow. Absolutely. Hot chicks bring hot guys, which bring more hot chicks and more and hot guess guys, what? and just people. Sex like sells drink. because people are thirsty, yeah. and you know what? We are also thirsty for, for girls, girls, booze, and life. Thirsty Comedy Podcast. Tune in next week, and we're gonna Love dazzle it. you once again. Damn it! Sometimes I just can't. And another one. No, I just yeah. I can't believe and how long we go. One. And another one! I really thought you were like spraying off these rush right there. Yeah, that's what I thought! I should do something. That's what I thought! Have I been like.